0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Overtime. Might be good evening, might be good morning, might be good afternoon, depending on when you are listening to this uh, version of the Colts Overtime podcast here on Colts.com and the Colts Audio Network. I'm Matt Taylor. We're inside the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio with my broadcast partner, Rick Venturi, and we are fresh off another night of about uh, four and a half, five hours of radio coverage, uh, rounds two and three on day two of the NFL draft, recapping what the Colts did on night two of the draft. Rick, how you doing over there? You got some stamina left in oh, here.
1: Oh, man, I'm I'm ready to go. It's, we're truly in an <laughs> overtime, and... We've played two tough games, but heck, I'm ready to go. You know, when I first started in this business, we started the draft at 8 o'clock in the morning. We went 17 rounds just to never stop. Imagine? I mean,
0: I can't I can't imagine. You, you know, it was about no. three
1: days later. You came out of your cold.
0: <laughs> well, that's what we're trying to do right now, trying to make sense of what the Colts did on day two of the draft we know about round one thursday night anthony richardson fourth overall coming in here to play quarterback out of florida uh eventful night for the colts four different things happened so we'll take them in order here rick uh first the colts were scheduled to pick at the top of the draft or near the top of the draft in round two, 35 overall which was the fourth pick in the second round on on day two but that did not happen the colts traded out of that pick The Colts go from 35 to 38, so they moved down initially three spots with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders jumped up and gave the Colts a fifth-round pick, pick number 141. The Colts uh, ultimately at this point are are still hanging on to, uh, but they weren't done yet in terms of trading. They go from 38 to 44 and move back six spots with the Falcons and pick up a fourth-round pick from Atlanta, pick number 110. So the Colts uh, go from 35 to 44 in two trades, moving back uh, down the ladder in round number two. Before we get into the the draft picks, the Colts made two of them tonight in rounds two and three. We talked about this on radio, but to rehash uh, in this audience on this podcast, what did you make of the idea of the Colts moving back twice before picking ultimately at 44 in the second round.
1: Yeah, I mean, history will judge that by, you know, the guys that you pass. Uh, in You know, in my world, I, I find it difficult to walk by good players. I just have always believed that uh, the further down you go position by position, and certainly round by round, uh, the value of the players over time. It's not my idea. It's historic. Uh, goes down exponentially. So, um, you know, obviously you're going to have a a lot of fourths and fifths. Uh, That doesn't mean you can't really make them work, um, you know, but it's the way it is. You know, I I think in the end, I I think these were three players going back to last night that the Colts coveted. I really do. I think these were guys that they really, really liked. Mm -hmm. Uh, All three guys in real need positions. Uh, And so – As far as trading back, I'm not sure if it really made that much difference. I think these were guys that they really did have targeting. Yeah,
0: they were part of that cluster of players that they liked, that they were willing to move back uh, and and still have an opportunity to get a couple of them. All right, let's start in order in terms of the selections here. Julius Brentz comes in, the 44th overall selection, the first pick for the Colts tonight in round number two. He's a cornerback out of Kansas State. He's a redshirt senior. And he's a local product. He's from Indianapolis, grew up on the east side of town, went to Warren Central High School, Rick Venturi. The book on him is uh, ascended to first team all Big 12 in 2022, led Kansas State with four picks, Recorded 45 tackles, really physical player, loves contact, good tackler. He can also cover down the field as well. Um, he was at the Colts Pro Day, the local Pro Day, a couple weeks ago with his natural ties to the city. What did you make of the, the Colts drafting him with a lot of familiarity on this player from Indianapolis and in Julius Brents?
1: Well, the familiarity is certainly good. And in Brents you're getting really a good football player on tape. Uh, At a position of dire need, let's face it, we had to have a corner. Um, He is a long, long long-armed, height, wingspan, very good technician at the line of scrimmage, very tough kid, and you can't underestimate that at the corner today with all the speed sweeps, all the quick screens that are part of the NFL football today. You've got to have corners that can tackle. I think we minimize that fact at some point in time, but the game has now changed and your corners must tackle. Mm-hmm. He's very smooth. He's instinctive. I think he's a really good technician and ball hawk. He has one deficiency and he's going to have to make up for it with technique, which I think is possible. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you're. I, I think he's a little speed deficient. Now he has other things. he's explosive. His vertical jump is out of this world. His short shuttle is tremendous for his size I mean, which is a measure of great quickness. So he has the short area quickness, the long arms and the ability to go up and get the ball. The biggest thing is when you're a little bit speed deficient at 453, you always got to keep yourself out of harm's way because if there's a weakness in his game, it's catch-up speed, and we can rationalize that. Yeah. But it is what it is. So, and and that's not a a fatal flaw necessarily. If you take care of yourself, if you play really good technique, and if in the press you do a real good job of hand placement.
0: Well, Julius Brentz was the first cornerback off the board in the second round. So day two of the draft. Uh, Obviously, the Colts prioritized him. They coveted him. Uh, He was on their radar for a while now. But as it relates to the other corners that were taken tonight, because there was a run on corners tonight. There was a run on corners and tight ends. But as it relates to the rest of the class, where did you have Brents compared to everybody else?
1: I had him in the mix, but, you know, I treasure speed. You know, so Turner and Stevenson, we'd have to go back through every guy. Um, the, the kid out of Auburn, Cam, uh, was it Cam Johnson? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I, I I probably had those guys slightly ahead. That doesn't make me right. It's just I really uh, I'm from the Al Davis school of I really treasure speed at wide receiver or at corner. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to minimize Brents. I, I think he's a very, very good football player. Yeah,
0: and we told this story on radio tonight. But, again, for this audience on the Overtime Podcast, we told that story. I love it. Jason West is his head football coach at Warren Central. Great guy. Good dude. Uh, I've talked to him and interact with him multiple times uh, over the years. His nickname, Brents' nickname, uh, as a high school freshman, just because of his, his body size and kind of growing into his body, his nickname was Bam- Bambi, by the end of his uh, time at Warren Central, he goes from Bambi to the buck. Bambi grows into the buck because he is a full, stout, uh, big complement with physicality there at at Warren Central. And Brince is definitely a guy that lays the wood, brings the hammer, whatever you want to say. He is not afraid of contact. That is one of the, the biggest strengths that he has as a football player.
1: Absolutely. And you never minimize that. This is still a game, you know, of tackling and being physical, and that he brings.
0: All right, so that was the Colts in the second round, drafting Julius Brintz. In round three, the Colts go back to the offensive side of the ball, Rick. They draft Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina, very good receiver in terms of speed, being able to catch the football, run all the routes, maybe a slot guy at the next level uh, for the Colts in the National Football League. But what do you like about Josh's Downs' potential as a rookie with Anthony Richardson maybe being his quarterback?
1: Well, just like Richardson changes the dynamics of our offense, he – he definitely revises what Colt football is going to look like at quarterback. I, I think Downs does that to some degree because Downs, to me, is a true slot. We haven't really played with a true slot. We've been in three-ride receiver sets. Uh, we've had guys that could run deep. We've had guys that can run across the field. We haven't had that guy that is quick, that has great short area quickness, but that can get downfield that can catch to contact and Josh is not the biggest guy in the world but he plays tough yeah. he plays tough in contact he's an explosive player he's got speed he plays faster than his speed jumping ability all those type of things and i and i think he's a guy that can put the ball in the end zone you know i always i always talk about get guys that put the ball in the end zone or knock the quarterback down. Right. You know, we certainly have a quarterback that can put the ball in the end zone, and I think we've just added a slot receiver who can put the ball in the end zone. So I'm really looking forward to that. I grew up with the idea that you played two types of outside guys and your slot was this type of player. You know, the Belichick slot has always been that guy in the slot that was quick, that could run the options, the seams. All those type of things that I learned over the years, and I see Josh being able to do that with explosiveness. Well, when you
0: draft a player, regardless of the position, in the first three rounds, you know there's there's some expectations there. Um, and at the wide receiver position, that's where the Colts are trying to get more explosive, get some more top end talent, kind of fix the problems that they've had the last couple of years in the passing game. Right? They only scored 15 points per game last year, routinely under. 250 passing yards per game uh, but with that the Colts in free agency they were active at that position kind of like a similar player in Isaiah McKenzie to come in and play the slot receiver so where does Downs kind of fit in the the passing game in the pecking order at wide receiver with Isaiah McKenzie being brought in in free agency earlier in the offseason
1: well you know you know me I'm going to be unfiltered I'm going to tell you like it is McKenzie has the athleticism. He Mm -hmm. has the speed, uh, the quickness. He has all those things to be the slot. When Beasley, uh, you know, hit hard times there and McKenzie came in, I I actually thought it was going to be an upgrade. But McKenzie has really struggled uh, with catching a football and with ball security. I mean, that's why he was out there. That's why they didn't stay with him. And that's why I see Downs as a guy that brings so much more to the table because he can make the big catch, he can make the consistent catch, and he does have the ball security.
0: All right, so Anthony Richardson, Julius Brintz, and Josh Downs. Rick, so far, I know the Colts are still far from being done. Again, as we're sitting here taping this right now, the Colts have eight more picks to make on Saturday, day three of the draft. But with those three players – uh, two on offense, one on defense. What have you made so far of the Colts' 2023 You class?
1: know, well, you know, I'm pleased with it from the standpoint of, you know, I think we, 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 we made a lot of things happen. I mean, and we have potential game changers. I mean, we have a quarterback who changes the complete landscape of what Colt football is and whether or not he does that tomorrow is not the issue, but he brings – a totally different offensive concept, uh, as you say all the time, Philadelphia 2.0, or I call it the Indianapolis Eagles. But <laughs> we're coming now with a quarterback who creates the 12th man in the offense. Obviously, there's a lot of improvement areas have to be there, but that's a game changer. Uh, you came in and you solidified the corner position. Uh, you know, we lost a couple guys there, had to fix that. Came up with a solid football player, right? And then I think you know, obviously, one of the things that we really wanted was an explosive receiver. I think Josh Downs is that guy. I think in that regard, and I always believe this, Matt. I always believe that your first three draft picks should be starters as rookies. Oh, they got to play, and not you got to, you know, and not maybe on day one, but they have to be starters, and they have to guys they have to be guys that actually affect the game not just play in the game but affect the game and then i always felt like your fourth round guys should be a situational starter mm-hmm. a fullback a nickel back a special teams guy you know something like that or and then the rest of the draft to me you're shooting for depth players yeah. hoping to hit on somebody uh, but your first three guys uh, you have to hit on that and that's why I've always said you can say build through the draft, but I've never believed that exclusively. I I think that you must use every single resource, free Mm -hmm. agency, trades, the draft. It all has to be there because it's impossible to build a great NFL team without using all the resources.
0: Well, let's stay right there. That's a perfect segue as we close out here. Let's talk about tomorrow. As I said, the Colts could potentially be really, really busy because they have eight picks in their pocket right now to potentially use on Saturday, rounds four through seven. As of right now, the Colts have two picks in the fourth round, four picks in the fifth round, no picks in round six, but two more in round seven rick let me ask you what are the odds the colts come home tomorrow when it's all said and done with less than eight picks i hope they do.
1: i hope they do i i hope they package those low picks which i don't value like they do at all i would you know i would have done everything i could really to get up into three for a couple guys today if i had to give up away the whole third day to be honest with you but i think it's really important uh to get as many picks in that fourth round as possible, I think they're guys that are worth it. Uh, I'm more than willing to get. I, I call them Walmart picks. Uh, your your guys that you pick uh, on that fifth, sixth, and seventh. And there are exceptions. Basically, they're guys you you replace two years from now with a fourth, fifth, with a fifth, sixth, seventh guy. I mean, you, they're placemats in many respects. And so you know, I hope that it's less for the quality that you may be able to pick up in that fourth round and early fifth round.
0: And so far you've addressed quarterback, you've addressed cornerback and wide receiver. Any other position groups, any other needs, roster holes that you think might need to be addressed early on in day three, rounds four Uh, or five? Yeah, I
1: defined a couple things. Now, they're hard to find. Uh, They're not easy to find. You're going to have to take some chances here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the two areas that I would like to see fit – and. you know, I don't know if we can find it. I have a couple of guys in mind. I have to kind of go back to my look tonight. But uh, I, I really think you want, you know, offensive line depth. I mean, you know, you know Cody Mock type guy that sure. just went, uh, uh, Avila guy that just went. You know, somebody that maybe is a combination tackle but maybe could be in the running to start at right guard. I, I think offensive line depth is important. And I still think the speed edge, the the you know the uh, the Riddick type guy, you know. And I would never turn down speed receivers. I like a kid like Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. I mean, I have guys on my list still, you know, that can explode and that can run. And I I just feel like the more speed and game changing guys you can get, take your chances on them now. Yeah,
0: indeed. That's Rick Venturi. My friend, always a pleasure. I know you're worn out. I can't thank you enough for uh, about 10 hours of radio coverage Thursday and Friday and a couple of podcasts. So thanks for all that you do. Really, really appreciate the insight. We're very lucky to have you.
1: Uh, Thank you, Matt. I really enjoy every minute with you, and I I actually enjoy the 90 days leading up on the research. (laughs) I actually – It's a real labor of love for me. I know it is.
0: I know it is, and we're lucky to have that. So, again, Rick Venturi right there on this edition installment of Colts Overtime, recapping day two of the NFL draft for the Colts. Round two, it's Julius Brents, the local product, Warren Central, Kansas State. And round three, wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina, the newest additions to the Indianapolis Colts. And they're not done yet. We'll find out what they do on Saturday, day three of the draft, rounds four through seven. Tomorrow gets going around noon Eastern time. We'll have press conferences, and we'll have another overtime podcast coming up tomorrow, recapping in totality the draft and specifically, again, what they do on day three. For Rick Venturi, I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening, as always on Colts.com and the Colts Audio Network. So long.